0: Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com.
1: We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey.
0: Kenny Bell
2: ran up to me He's like, you know what you just, what
1: you just did? <laughs> you get mad, you going to go get in the portal and go to another podcast?
0: You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells.
2: Thank <laughs> <Dang> God, <laughs> it, Muhammad!
0: GBR. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season 2, episode 32. 32! Before we get into this guest interview that we've got with an O-Lineman, let's get into our sponsor, Nebraska Brewing Company. We are in their tap room right now, one hundred eighth and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. I can say for myself that I am drinking what is called the Shake and Bake IPA. And just reading a description here, it is a milkshake IPA with orange vanilla and lactose and guys i don't know about you i think kyle's got it over here mm-hmm. it's pretty freaking good well
2: just to capitalize on what i said last week for those of you who missed our episode go back and listen but anyways shake and bake ipa that's called the training bra ipa yeah i dr- I drank it last week it was surprisingly amazing yep people and pe- i had to drink it this week <laughs>
0: People like Mike that are like, I hate drinking pine cones. No, it's grass. I don't like to drink grass. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's got that that orange and vanilla flavor. It's so smooth.
3: And Connor was so quick to grab that Taco Vesa handle for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, Well, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. What are we assuming? <laughs> that shake and bake was pretty
2: good. So that's what I'm drinking too. Yeah, you led the you led the pack, and then we all got shake and bake IPA. So it was yeah. pretty
0: cool. Yeah, so guys, please come to their tap room. Like I said, Hunter Ethan Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska, it is on tap. They're shake and bake, and it is also canned. So if you go to your local High V in Omaha, it's going to be there. So please buy that. Former offensive lineman, starter Andrew Rodriguez. Thank you so much for coming on the No Block No Rock podcast. Hey boys. Hey boys. Hey boys. that's what uh
1: uh Jake Cotton used to do back when. Hey we were Hey boys. Hey boys. Why? <laughs> Why did he do that? He's, he is the most <laughs> lovable, creepiest guy you ever meet. In your uh,
2: life.
3: Yeah. That's
1: he's a so fine awesome. line, isn't it? You got to get him on the podcast, dude.
3: Hey,
2: he's so awesome. <laughs> you make that happen, and Jake Cotton will be here in a in a minute's notice. That's Guaranteed. Us. Let's go.
0: All right, that, you got to put in a good word for us, man. We yeah. Will. Um. Okay. So, before we get like really deep into this, so you know we've had. Uh, Sam Hahn on we've had Tanner Farmer on we've had Dylan Utter on and now we have you all offensive linemen and I just want to get this out of the way our offensive linemen in fact although they are the hog mollies the smartest players on the field is this true in most cases I would say yes (laughs) what
3: about in your case (laughs) not not
1: in my case no
3: why do you say that
1: I mean, where do, we, where do you want to start?
0: Well, not your I ACT mean, score. I don't you know, care about
1: that. Yeah, before the podcast, we were saying I got a
0: 15 <laughs> on my ACT score. I think you get like a 13 for signing your name on it. Yeah. Is, that, is that true? Listen, so I just had I just had to give out ACTs a few weeks ago, and listen, that's a pain in the butt, man. Because you have to put your address, and you got to fill in the bubbles. It's too much. <laughs> you know, <for> what? <laughs>
3: for what? I'm I playing don't. football, dude. <laughs> playing.
1: No, but you learn that. I mean, yeah, as far as a playbook though, I'm, I'm not the smartest person. There are times Oh god. Plan, dude, that Spencer Long would get so mad at me for for not knowing what I'm doing. Excuse my language, but he'd be "Andy, what the fuck are you doing? Let's go!" I was just like I don't and know. You would go about, I don't know. I just look at what they're doing. I just try to do the best I can. it's like the first two years of my career how did it how did you know when to (laughs) poll i would ask if i if i didn't know that's one thing that you guys would get to know me like i'm i'm an open book i mean like if i don't know i'm gonna ask Mm -hmm. but that was my problem like i was too prideful just to reach out like hey or too lazy to just be like hey put the extra hour in the in the film room i mean i'll just ask them in the field and that's what they're pissed off i wasn't prepared i was never prepared um and later on down the road i mean i got better yeah but those first couple of years were definitely some growing pains for sure.
3: So, what does that look like? Like, you're, you've got the opponent, you, you've got dudes lined up in front of you, and you're like nudging them, like, yo, it, what am I supposed to do here? It's not all the time. <laughs> it wasn't all the
1: time, but it was like there were certain plays, especially on defense, where I didn't know what they were doing. Like when you when you look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah Searle, shout out to Jeremiah. No, no free shout outs. No we, no, we we, we give oh, we all the free, free shout out. outs. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Jeremiah's a like his mind is incredible. Like Spencer Long, those guys are so smart to where they understood what was going to happen before it happened on on the defensive end. I wasn't I wasn't there, so like they would help me out on that end. Like if we had a pick and pop or or something defensively or a linebacker, or some type of blitz, like. They would relate to me because they knew that I wasn't as, as
3: smart. I wasn't that you smart. weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't
2: there. You just didn't study your playbook. Yeah. You yeah. seemed like a smart guy sitting yeah. next to me. So, yeah. okay. You got to give yourself
1: the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he wasn't passion though, too. Because so I was never passionate to play. Dude, I don't like hitting people. Like, huh. I don't like hitting people. Okay. You're, you're just okay. built to play football. Like, yeah, I was just built to play football. Right. right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. six. Well, that- six. I mean, in, in your in your sweet video that we dropped on Twitter, I mean, you were built All 360, yeah,
0: 360 pounds. I mean, now I'm looking at you, I'm like, you are not you are not tree fitty anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, you no, ain't even 290.
1: close. Two ninety, still so playing weight, probably.
3: Yeah, It'd be good. So that that actually brings up something we've been talking about recently with uh, Xavier Betts, who is a, a wide receiver that just recently like left for spring break, and then he just never came back. And one of the things that has kind of come out between the people that are kind of close with the program is just like, he's not a hundred percent football. Like he's more of like, I'd rather, you know, my name because of the person I am rather than what I'm doing on the football field. And so you saying that now that kind of brings it all together. We've kind of been talking about that the last couple of weeks yeah. and now you're saying it and it's, you know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, so Would 100%. you
2: say you didn't love football? Like you just like, you were just like good at it. Cause you're a big
1: guy. It was just the opportunity that the blessing was there for a scholarship. Right. Okay. okay. And I mean, I mean you guys, I, my backstory just goes so far but like i mean my family didn't go to college so like i got a scholarship from nebraska i didn't even go check out other schools i was getting other looked at from other schools but i didn't know any difference i just committed to nebraska and then that was it i mean as far as like ever i loved it in high school a little bit i mean but it's all brotherhood i mean i love i love all those guys you know i could pick up the phone today and call spencer and it's just like playing football with him like last saturday you know so like the relationship stay but i've never had the passion or love to physically hit someone like the passion that i did have was the, the competitiveness like as far as like the technicality of the sport so like footwork zone footwork or pulling like i wanted to be the best in that aspect of, of the game so like if spencer long he was like the best puller you can have at nebraska at that time like i wanted to be better than him and they like that's the only thing that compelled me to just play and, and have fun with it um other than that i, I didn't care for it at
0: all so kind of like an art form if you will like yeah, you wanted to be yeah. kind of be like the picasso of yeah i don't know yeah. so did you did you like finesse. you kind of finesse, okay. you kind
3: of enjoyed like the work and like the philosophy behind it and then when it came time to like put somebody in front of you you're like this
1: is whatever yeah i don't yeah yeah like yeah it's 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 weird, dude. It's it's, it's a love hate. I'm sure everyone like hated practice, like no, right. No one really likes practice, um, especially if you're going against like Jack Gangwish, who's going 120 percent, yeah, when he's a freshman, and you're like, in it's Thursday walkthroughs with like no pads on, like bro, chill, dude, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But those are the type of guys that go to the league. If he had like my physical ability, yeah, you know that's right. that's the thing that hurts me. It's like because I had I have family that like. Always question like, why didn't I pursue? Even Spencer's like, dude, it's just a couple <laughs> years in the league, but it's like it, I just never had like, it just it, it just made me sick, really, just thinking about. Play- Maybe it was the work that had to go into it, knowing, yeah, you well, know, oh, dude, I have to study the playbook now. Like, it's going to get real if I, but I never had the desire to.
0: And play. Th- that's kind of a different narrative that we normally hear. Is usually if you're going to play offensive line, especially in a league like the Big Ten. Like you, you gotta have a nasty streak to you. You gotta be a little, like especially when you look at oh, old school in Nebraska. Streak. I had a nasty streak okay. to me. Talk talk about oh, that a little I, bit.
1: I, I was a I, I'm di- I'm just a different dude. Like I'm I'm I don't know. You, you'd have to talk to the guys. Like I'm just different, man. Like, um, I had the, I had everything. I mean, if you look at a resume for a football player. Um, Chris Giddings was my agent, Jeremiah's, uh, Jeremiah Searle's agent. Okay. I believe, I, I'm not sure. But like before I just quit and told him I wasn't going to do it. All the, all the check marks were there except for my work ethic. Like, because I didn't have a desire to play. So like, I don't even remember the question. Like the nasty streak was there, dude. Yeah. Like me and Jake Long would play around in game, like, and talk some, some dirty stuff to some opponent players and just have fun. I mean, it was just the desire. I mean, I just had to, kind of like you know like when you when you work like every day for your job if you don't love your job i mean you have to it's kind of like you're attracted are you attracted to it or you or you have to force yourself to do it every day right you know i I always force myself to like you know go to practice or or you know try to um just be there but like there is moments like i was a a hype you know eric martin Yeah. yeah. yeah i was a hype man like eric martin like i would get people fired up and get people uh amped up you know those are moments like that or like maybe like you know uh playing around with jake during the game like moments like that or the camaraderie with spencer during or or jeremiah those are the moments that kind of just drug me to where i liked it and loved it yeah and the brotherhood but other than that the game that's why i don't even i don't even keep up with it anymore yeah well that's
2: kind of cool because we really haven't had anybody that has sat next to us i mean, like dude i just only played football because i was good at it like that's pretty much what you're saying is like, hey, I was built perfectly for football. I did it because I was good at it. But it was like it wasn't your passion is right. what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. So that that's really interesting to me.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, you know, you had mentioned a little earlier you weren't sure how far back we wanted to go to your your life. But So you were born and raised in Harlem, New York, correct? Correct. Yes, that's correct. And you moved to Nebraska, of all places, at the age of 13. Yes. So, I don't know, just talk a little bit about, I mean, so in New York, were you a a football player at all? I mean, how did, so that was all Nebraska. All Nebraska. Of course, yeah. So just talk a little bit about coming from New York to here, maybe what brought you here initially, and what experiences were like for you in high school coming up as a, A pretty highly regarded four-star recruit out of Aurora. Yeah
1: I would say it was just an interesting story I mean just growing up from a from a place of you know my family we you're typical like red line you know like you live in a lower income community you're probably a drug addict or you know you're selling drugs whatever the the source is or whatever route you decide to take it's not like you're working a nine to five job, typically. Um, so my parents were like drug addicts. So my brother married a native Nebraskan and I used, they basically raised me out in New York when I was like nine, 10, 11. Now, let me just take a step back because my parents are good people. I mean, we're oh, like yeah. good people. We yeah, just take long turns in life. Right. Yeah, so, sure. um, but, going back to like my my brother and my sister-in-law they raised me so when they moved out to nebraska to take care of her family who had cancer her her dad had cancer um my brother decided to move out there with them with her to take care of them so he just called me because i was living by myself with my my three cousins uh in philadelphia at that time i was just moving around place to place sure kind of like a foster home in a way um and he said hey like you're coming with me. I mean, he kind of gave me an option, but not really. I mean, I, I didn't have no choice. Voluntary. Like this
0: this is kind of for your own good. Yeah, like that's yeah. how you framed it. Yeah, basically.
1: So from there, I mean, I go from, you know, the East coast out to Nebraska and I just so happen to go and surround myself with decent people. I mean, really good people, like, you know, family, uh, farmers, you know, like mm-hmm. teachers, you know, like in this small town that's the complete opposite politically, you know. You're going from East Coast and you're going to a conservative place. I mean, there was just open arms. Everyone waving at you at, in their car. <laughs> yeah, timing. the I'm old like, nod. That- whoa, the- whoa the- bro, what are they doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> <jail>. like- <laughs> you just like, you're, you, I was in a culture shock. You know, I was like, whoa. Yeah. But you know, as time went on, I just accepted it, and then, and then the cult, uh, the community just took me in, and then we just, I mean, my size just helped me man, with football, and then I just was so lucky to just be implemented dude with a good group of kids. Yeah, because I could it could go so many ways. I think childhood development is the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, for kids. 100%. I just so happened to be I mean I was a late bloomer 13 is when I moved, but mm-hmm. I still had enough time to have a good impact from those kids and, and that was it, man Coach Hubert Randy Huber, who's still a mentor of mine today. Um, he was my high school football coach. Okay. And he saw me when I was in eighth grade and he's like, dude. Um, <laughs> I've
2: never seen one of these in Lana, Aurora, <laughs> Nebraska.
1: Yeah. you don't see a Puerto Rican at all. Yeah. they are like, yo, what, what's going on? Like so he looked at me and he talked to my my brother and my sister in law, and I went to camp and then from there it was just I mean, it just the story told itself. And now uh, they, they invited me to a Texas uh Nike camp, uh, my junior year. And then that's when, when coaches saw me, just my size. I mean, I was like 320 pounds when I was a freshman. High Holy shit. So it just, I mean, it caught their attention. And from there, I mean, that's, that's where it, it kind of just started um, for me. Well,
0: just selfishly, I want to give a shout out to Randy Hubert because Yeah, shout I, out, no free I, shout I do. No, <laughs> no, we, we give the free shout outs. <laughs> okay. uh, I do know Coach Huber. He went to Monarchs for a little bit, and he was a head coach there, so I I do know him. So he's a brilliant. Yeah, he's guy he's, he's awesome. Yeah. And you had mentioned also earlier that you didn't even take any other visits. No. To other than Nebraska, and Ooh. I'm assuming you didn't really know anything about Nebraska football when you came here initially, mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, I had an idea of it just because so 13 i was in sixth grade when i moved and you know dude it, it's like the only sport in nebraska so like everyone is just mm-hmm. die hard 100 percent. so mm-hmm. i mean i got the idea of it and like you know at the end of my my uh, high school career i just always follow you know like back to my story of why i was good as watching people like i was watching sue so hard oh yeah like in everything that he did like his his foot like watching the games just watching him because I just I knew that we had the same uh, build, mm-hmm. so yeah. I just was like kind of just competing my with with him in my mind. Uh, so the, I mean right. I, I I knew what it was like then when he was playing. He was basically playing uh what was that championship game? The <laughs> no, championship we was, don't
0: talk about that. Dude, it was, <laughs> it was, it was literally Texas? him yeah. against tec- Texas. the Texas offense. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was just insane. It's like. And he's just still the most dominant college football player of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And it's just like, so I, I knew what it was, but I never followed it. Like, bro, like, I never, I never, like, no. I never didn't know what it was until, like, I went to a game in my on, like, an unofficial visit. Yeah, what well, was it, that your first game? Yeah. Then an official visit oh, was yeah. your first game at yeah. Nebraska? I bo- no, it wasn't. But, like, going through the tunnel, like, that was the first experience. And it was just wild to me. I was like, whoa because i'm a very emotional guy dude if there's one thing that these guys will attest if you have them on the podcast is that like during during like pre-game like i will get you pretty fired up
3: yeah yeah.
1: and just going through that tunnel dude i'm like whoa it's heavy it's like it's crazy they don't
2: mess around here so your new jersey boy not new jersey right No, New Jersey, right? Harlem. Well, I mean... Yeah, same thing. New York, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Yeah, East Coast. Okay, East East Coast Coast. background, right? I mean, college sports really aren't, like, a thing out there. Like, you got pro sports everywhere you could turn to, right? So, like, you coming here, seeing the state just revolved around college football, I mean, that had to be
1: insane to you, Oh, absolutely. I mean, in, in general, you're just like, you know that's a good point that you bring that up because not everyone understands. Like, there's a lot of kids that get stuck out there, dude. Like, in some not mm. not just in the East Coast, but like in some of these lower, like, just these lower economic. I mean, these these the red lines, man. You know, you know mm-hmm. what we're talking about these these communities that are struggling. Right. That can be. Um, there's a solution for it. I mean, we mm-hmm. just have to come together and find a solution for it. But there's a lot of kids that are just trapped that we don't even know their talent dude like there was a comment that you know back in the day like my brother and sister-in-law would look at uh uh the the, the uh sean colahan whatever the post is like the rivals yeah and th- that was a comment that they made it's like because they were talking about me from from being from harlem it's like how many kids aren't looked at just because right there in harlem mm-hmm. you know they don't even know like i didn't know what college was or uh an nba or an nfl team i mean, if so it's just they get stuck, dude. So it's like there's a lot of opportunity in the, in those areas for sure. Yeah,
2: and you just had the unique situation to to end up in small town USA, Aurora, Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But think about the the raw talent out there of, of guys like yourself that they don't get looked at because they don't get the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. I mean. And then you go to
3: Aurora and you're probably the biggest guy there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I, can to, I can totally see it. Like you pull into town and, and, like, and these coaches oh, are fuck. like, what the fuck is this? Dude, <laughs> that'll, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> when I walked in for the
1: first time, I had long hair and a, a, a great buddy of mine, Kyle Callingham. Shout out to Kyle. He thought I was someone's mom walking. (laughs) I'm like, that's That's messed up. You're six, six. Whose
0: Puerto Rican mom is that? (laughs) I'm like, bro, that is messed up. Oh, you're kidding me. My name is Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) So Andrew, now that we've established that you are in fact, not a Puerto Rican six foot six lady (laughs) mother. (laughs) Um, I wanted to kind of go back to something you said earlier about not really diving into the playbook, not really being like this dedicated like offensive lineman, right? I guess just to put it nicely. So Nebraska just recently hired a new offensive line coach, Donovan Raiola. And so I just wanted to get your opinion on this. One of the big reasons why, there has been this struggle at Nebraska is because of the offensive line play. And some people would say lack of development in that area. And so I just wanted to ask you, you know, where does coaching come into that? Cause you had John Garrison as your offensive line coach. Right. And so where does development come from? Like, where does, where's the line drawn between the coach being the head of that and personal responsibility on your end, because you know coaches are are the ones that are being fired and replaced, and mm. it's like they're not developing guys yes well, where do you come into play? Where does Andrew Rodriguez come into play in terms of development as a player over a four year span
1: Jared that's a great question dude I love that's, it that's deep that you know is I mean? deep I love it i mean I don't know what the line is because i've always i've always I've always pondered on this like just because Dude, there has to be accountability with, with each player individually, but each player comes from a different background, um, Mm -hmm. demographically, um, ability wise, obviously ability wise, you know, you know, there are certain like attributed, like skills that are set to them personally, like, like their work ethic. There's so many factors that go into it. I think there has to be a straight line, like, Hey, like a monitoring system maybe on the iPad. I know we, like we watched film on the iPad the problem with me is that I was just always fascinated in watching my teammates or myself to see who had the see if I had the best footwork instead of watching other other, other opponents. But there has to be some type of tracking system because coaches like coach cotton was a phenomenal coach. I mean, we bumped heads at first, but he was, I mean, he's a brilliant mind. Barney. Yeah. Barney cotton. Yeah. Um, he, he's a brilliant mind and he like, I mean, sometimes when he related it was just too um too uh sophisticated for like me or maybe some other guys but like that's why coach g was there john garrison Mm -hmm. i mean john garrison complimented him in a way to where he connected with some of the other guys so like it worked out to where they did all they could man like they were out in the coaching in, in film room from freaking for 16 18 hours a day i guarantee it So, like, at some point, the accountability has to be transferred over to the players. And there has to be some type of tracking system that's like, hey, if you don't reach 100%, you know, every day, then there has to be consequences, whether you're running after practice or
0: something. That's my, I guess, opinion on it. So, yeah. And another question I really had for you was, you had played a few games as a true freshman, and you became a full-fledged starter in 2013, your, your senior year. And so I guess my question for you is what were the adjustments that you had to make, I guess, physically, mentally, in order to become that, that starter at the end of your career? Like where did you, where, what areas did you have to get better at in order to become a full fledged starter
3: and somebody that like the coaches could trust. Right.
0: Yeah. First it was just
1: me not being an idiot off the field. I mean, making sure like my P's and Q's, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, going to class, not getting into drugs, not drinking alcohol. I mean, that was some of my crutch in college in the beginning. Also, along with that, I would say, man, just like it all goes back to the mental game for me. I mean, the physical attributes were not like they never lacked. I mean, and not not to be boastful in any way. I just that was just my my blessing, my gift. I mean, I was just always there physically. Just mentally, I just never, um, I just never had the desire to just want to learn the X's and O's, man. I just never did, and it just hindered me, hmm. and it hindered me for sure. And if there's one regret I have, it it's that, like for sure, because I just never, I never reached my potential, and I always was proactive, or I was always reactive rather than proactive. Mm-hmm. So I always was like seeing what the linebackers were doing, and then reacting to them, and then I'm already late. I'm, I did a decent job. But it's not like a – it's not a three. You know, three's like a perfect score and a blocking. Coach Cotton has this little formula, you would call it, for like <laughs> your blocking. Um, te- like you get checked for – what's it called? I'm like messing the word up. Inventory? Know. It's like a metric? Yeah, like a metric system. Okay, like- yeah. And you get, like, one is just terrible. Oh, maybe there's a zero. 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 You did not you want to get zero. You didn't get any zeros. negatives or anything, <laughs> no. did you? Bro, I got negative. <laughs> no, 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 There were games where I just like, like uh, you would see guys running this way. I'm blocking the other way. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And Yoshi, you guys remember Jamarcus Harder? Yeah. Yoshi yeah. Eric, my right. Boy, left side, strong side. <laughs> he, but he is a different character. You need to get him on the podcast. I, we
2: was, actually linked up with Yoshi. Bro. But he, so he was in, Uh, Canada or whatever, so like our time zones just really don't like cross. Isn't he a like a legend? He's a legend in in the in Canadian football. He's a dude. He's won like numerous cups, and he's just an absolute legend. But yeah, we talked to him, and and we just can't get on the same schedule. He's not like available when we record, and we. We have
1: jobs, so like yeah. we can't yeah.
2: like when he was available, we couldn't. But one of these times,
1: you will. We're dude. getting him He's on. Phenomenal. Yes. he has such a great personality too. Yes, and uh-huh. he always he would try to help me, but he was always limited in his capabilities too. <laughs> so wait, wait, like- wait. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Phys- physically, Yoshi. Bro, bro, we we had the physical gifts, and thinking back, man, we just we had team, we had teams. Yeah, and we just there it was just like there's just. Stupid kids like me that just you know had hiccups along the road, and then you had you know one or two or three other guys, and then or injuries or whatever happened. But yeah. for me, like it was always mental. I was always yeah. reacting, and then especially with Watson, uh, Sean Watson is that the the yeah. old uh, offensive coordinator? Yeah, yeah. So like his, I, I forget, I, I forget what scheme he is. Like a Californian type of scheme, like his offensive style. You got the West Coast or offense. West Coast offense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, see, I don't... Well, I you're California. from the East Coast. You don't I fucking West. know. Dude, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I know, know the East that. Coast topic. Bro, trying to learn that... <laughs> Which is not football. Maybe that was a downfall. Trying to learn that yeah. was like, whoa. So, like, and especially, like... Yeah, it was all mental for me, dude. It was all mental. I was just reacting rather than pro, being proactive.
0: Yeah, like, one thing... I, you know, just reading up on you before we came on the podcast. You know, there is always the article around that was, you know, you're the, you're the four star guy. You went to the army all American bowl. um, You felt like you didn't reach your full potential. And like you had guys cheering for you. Like Garrison was like wanting you to just take this thing by the horns and wanted you to take control of this thing and start and reach full potential. And just hearing, you know, you talk about kind of the mental side of things. And I guess, you know, you think of the Bo Pelini era, right? Won a lot of games. And so maybe I want to get your, you know, your POV on this. When it came to the big games, did you feel like an extra, you know, pressure to win these games for Bo? Or it was always these kind of blowouts that would happen. And that's kind of what led to his firing to begin with was, yeah, you win a lot of games, but you also embarrass us on national TV. And it's like, Did you ever feel that pressure as a player? Absolutely.
1: I mean, obviously. (laughs) Well, I mean, eighty thousand fans. I mean, to a certain extent, you have to block out the noise. But there's there's also people that care genuinely about the state of Nebraska and the football program. Mm -hmm. So it's like, dude, like they're they sacrifice their time and their money and and I was looking at tickets like. A couple weeks ago, Christy sent me – she's the old uh, uh, ticket lady at the office, and I haven't reached out in like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like apparently – so a player gets – I don't even know if I'm, if I'm supposed to be saying this. Yeah. Oh, it,
0: I, I think it's 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 known. Like you get allotted a few
1: – No, you just get uh, – it's like a, a, a the, the, the discount that we get, you just basically don't have to pay the donation. Oh, nice. okay. So, okay. So Which is freaking cost. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, so hold up. These people are paying – the ticket price plus donation? A lot yeah. of money. I'm they're a paying a over. lot of money, yeah. brother. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So, yeah. like, you got to think of the time and the commitment that they're um, putting into as well. So, yeah, it hurts when we're getting blown out by Wisconsin at a Big Ten. Was it a Big Ten or Big 12? Big Ten
3: championship. Yeah. Ten, yeah.
1: Two times, right? Two. And I don't remember. Like, play, like I played in them, but I don't know, No, remember. just one.
0: Just one? The championship was once, but yeah. then, like, in Madison – Oh, yeah. oh melvin yeah, gordon yeah. ran wild and, yeah he yeah. ran for like 400 something. Like, it, it doesn't matter broke not. a record there yeah, was a four it, there's a four it in doesn't front. matter that
1: you're still bringing it up eight seven years later it matters but <laughs> hey
0: that record was broken the next week yeah it, so it held for like okay. 20 yeah, years true. and then it yeah. was broke the next week yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true
2: so you went through a coaching change now now that we're kind of on this topic you went through a coaching change yeah. maybe from one philosophy to another with barney to garrison The current Nebraska team is going through a coaching change right now from Greg Austin to uh, Donovan Riola. And they were talking about the shielding technique where you you drop back and let the defense come towards you. And now Donovan has more of a attack approach, we'll say, um, where you you strike first. No, for, like, what?
3: run
1: for, for run or for pass or for
2: –
3: Okay, so look, looking at the spring game, yeah, the run game looked decent because, yeah, they were out there, they yeah, were attacking, well. right? And then, you know, the pass pro – and this is something I was going to ask you about as well, not to cut you off. No, right. please do. Um, but, like, the pass pro uh, obviously needs a lot of work just looking at the spring game because Garrett Nelson was just running wild. Um, yeah, do you, do you have any years left for right
1: tackle? To Garrett Nelson <laughs> is at the end.
3: Yes. Well, yeah, he plays outside, outside yeah it, In a 3-4. I mean,
1: playing like a, a mind technique where he's like super wide and he didn't have any help or like what was the
3: situation? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, yeah, He's, on he's all on his own. Blowing yeah, it's one-on-one on one and he's just blowing them up.
0: Yeah. Straight yeah. Grant Wistrom style. Four,
2: a four-star right tackle named Bryce Benhart. He was getting eaten? Getting eaten alive yeah. by a, a local kid here. Just lunch he, pail guy. Easier your Jack game yeah, That's one thing yeah.
1: that would never happen to me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hell never yeah. let some Another... Oh, there might have been a few times where like, you know, Eric Martin caught me like on a, or, you know, there's, there's guys, there's guys, but no, that's one thing that you can't let happen.
3: You know, in your opinion, like you we're talking about, you know, coming off the ball instead of just kind of letting them come at you. And Did you, you guys do of, that? Did you guys let people come to
2: you or I mean, did it you it guys fire off the ball? It
1: depends on the play. I mean, I can't remember. Like I said, I'm not no expert in, in the playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, certain screenplays, I mean, we would sit for a couple of seconds. Or, sure. Yeah, you that's know, the like, point. or Rip or Liz protection, which is basically sliding left or right. Sure. I mean, you tend to be a little bit more aggressive because you have backside help. But, like, no, I mean, it just depends on the play or if it's like a. Uh, play action pass. I mean, you're going to be aggressive. So, so you can fake the run. Right. Um, so it just depends. I just,
0: well, I think what Mike was getting at, cause I am, I'm on the same page as you, Mike, cause what we've been hearing from local media of is you, Greg Austin was fired be- basically because of his philosophy with the O line okay. and Scott Frost didn't like his philosophy because Greg Austin emphasized absorbing contact and not letting the guy beat you and get in between you and the quarterback. Right. As opposed to taking Donovan it, yeah. Riola taking initiative I and striking. With, yes. Did you guys strike then? I'm yeah. assuming so you Coach would. Cotton would
1: emphasize on striking first. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You don't want to absorb. No, he would.
0: <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> maybe absorb high. is the wrong, that the wrong sounds... word. That's a word I use. Uh, I don't his, know. His face said it all. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> matter. Like, <laughs> when I said absorb, <laughs> you're like, like moist like when someone says moist dude, like you're like dude,
1: there's a word that he you guys remember ryan reeves yes we're in the yeah. film
0: room like coach cotton he used, to get so,
1: he used to get pissed off when uh ryan had so much potential dude he's like six three six four but he was like 315 and he can get off the ball he had great footwork but sometimes there's cer- certain plays where he just didn't care at all. <laughs> and
0: and you he just Coach tell.
1: Cotton, he made up a word for him. He called him ooze. He would just ooze <laughs> off the
0: ball. He just ooze. <laughs> He's like, quit oozing. You know what? are oozing. <laughs> Maybe Greg Austin was his coach. Because that's what <laughs> we've been hearing is. All the ooze. Yeah. yeah. All the- And yeah, lots
2: of wanna- booze. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to do And that. I needed lots of booze when I was watching the oh, ooze. Oh, God. Yeah,
1: you don't want to. Yeah, I would say attack, dude. Like, all day. You want to attack the chest. You want to.
3: Yeah, what do I know? I you want to you want to take it to them, right? Like yeah. that's, what, that's my a, th- as somebody that's never coached a sit. Well, I did coach Powder you, Puff football. Yeah. Hey, I did coach. That's yeah. somewhere. New. Yeah, freshman year. But anyway, as somebody that really knows jack shit about the technicalities of football, it's uh, you know, it would it, be my. Uh, you would think you'd you would hands everything. You would dude. think you would want to take it to them. Yeah, as yeah.
2: a technique guy, and you are you are yeah. passionate about your footwork and your technique.
1: Like I said, seeing your face said it all. Besides the footwork, dude, the hand placement is a more – my goal is to get my hands in your chest before you do mine. Yes. I mean, that's the number one goal. Yes. And with, with authority, you can't just – How you know, is a game won in the trenches? Aggressiveness.
2: Yes. Yeah. Being like yeah. – Not waiting for them to strike me.
1: Yeah. Why? Coach, Coach Garrison always said this, like, the first two steps in an offensive line, like, or defensive line, whoever has the first two steps, they're going to win. Right. So like it's all about being aggressive whoever's going to hit first.
0: Well, and I'm sure if we ask coach Greg Austin, he would probably have a different story that he would tell on his own. This is very like yeah. basic. What you know what I mean? Where
1: did he get that philosophy? But
0: he from played at Nebraska. So I I'm so confused. He
2: played under the under the Callahan era. Yeah. But Bill Callahan's the one of the best offensive line coaches of all time. You think yeah, that he, is he phenomenal? He's literally probably the best offensive line coach of all time. Yeah.
0: And you're going to tell me Bill Callahan taught you that? No. No. Nah. Well, and the no. and we talked about this a few weeks ago. Scott Frost hired Greg Austin, had him on staff for four years. Yes. So when did you realize? Oh, they're not striking people. I don't like this philosophy. I must fire him. In year four? Oh, after you go 15 and 29 when, oh, maybe things aren't going the way it's supposed to go. I have to make this change. But yeah. Yeah, that's... is that a scapegoat that the local media is using it does it, i don't know it does seem
3: know. very vanilla like the the explanation that we have all received on the outside looking in is like it's very oh, we weren't yeah. yeah, oh, we weren't like taking the ball too like we weren't coming off the ball fast enough it, We're you know firing. I, really I don't can't. I don't know yeah. what the ph- philosophy really yeah. was inside yeah. Memorial Stadium, but from all reports, it's like there was there was not like it's not what you want so.
1: I know there are times that I see the game, like a couple of games here and there, and they seem aggressive and sometimes not. But I just I would have to watch the game pretty consistently, yeah, to like see like what they're what they're talking about exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, I will say, and maybe we can kind of transition to the spring game and keep things you know relevant to today. I was watching the offensive line a little more closely than usual, and yeah, they were striking off the ball, but it's like. It's not like it looked drastically different from before. It's like, well, it's the same kind of the same thing that I saw before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Garrett Nelson's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's tackling the guy he's not supposed to tackle. <laughs> <Yeah>. There's Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sticking <laughs> on the spring game topic. Spring game,
1: please. Did
2: you did you enjoy spring games at Nebraska?
1: I did. Yeah, they were okay. fun. I mean, they were fun. um, But they were like, uh, like okay. the practices were kind of like, I don't know. It, it was just a hit and miss, dude. It was it a was, show. It was just a show,
2: yeah. Yeah. Did you like yeah. spring practice? Did you like coming off the off season, winter workouts, and then going into spring practice? Did, did that get you hyped at yeah. all? Or yeah, again,
1: you're asking the wrong guy. Right? <laughs> you're <laughs> like, no, like, dude, that. it's not like, I, like occasionally I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna go smack someone today, but like, no, like for the most part, no.
0: <laughs> can, I, can i ask this you this is great
1: the team jack thing though that was freaking that oh, was yeah, cool. oh, yeah, of course obviously oh yeah like things like that are little like little games that we played like during the spring
3: game mm-hmm. but, like, okay have you ever heard of thud football before no <laughs> yeah me either <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah that's what i do now in the spring game it's yeah but they football? don't tackle thud tackle oh,
0: yeah, yeah the offensive yeah. line sucks because they're not attacking guys so but we're not even game. allowing guys to tackle in the spring game in the first half
1: it's weird it is weird like
3: why have a it's, spring game it
0: was yeah. Yeah, it really was okay. That first
3: half was pointless. It was it's, like
2: the NFL Pro Bowl. I don't know if you've ever watched that. Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll just tell you now, don't do that because it's a waste of yeah, your fucking it time. It but, yeah, it,
0: it's, it's a long ways away from the Sean Taylor laying the dude out. <laughs> right. The punter. You know, back in like 06 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe I, I want to ask you, you know, around the spring game, right, there's, there's talk of the format and how people don't like the format. People are bored by the thud tackling you know, should should it be a game where it's actual people hitting each other? Coaches are afraid to reveal things to their next opponent. They don't want to put anything on tape because everything is televised now. Right. So thinking back to your spring games, was it the same kind of level of paranoia where we can't reveal these plays to our next opponent, so we, have to, we got to keep things very vanilla? Kind of. Was it? Kind of? Yeah. probably not as
1: extreme just because of social media now oh yeah Yeah. but like i mean for the most part like that's when we had like those big signs that come out you know when they have different like signals on them the The four boxes with the pictures you got got harry
2: potter and you got
1: (laughs) a gremlin (laughs) you got a (laughs) gremlin
2: (laughs) and then a cat yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, i mean you always have that type of sense of like paranoia so Mm. you're gonna come up with that sense of security but no i mean i think it's always been like that
3: yeah i don't know dude i just don't see like nick saban like sitting in his office going yeah we better not show the other teams our playbook like does like, you know, like, not actually go through the
1: plays then like or
3: like he i think they ran the same four plays the entire time oh like, yeah that's was, stupid yeah
1: 100 yeah, yeah. percent. yeah that's dumb
3: yeah i guess it wasn't just four. i mean that's an exaggeration yeah. but it, they just if it's
1: four or five plays but i mean and again, like what is what's the offense? I don't even know what offense. Well, Whipple runs a new offense.
2: I don't. I think a lot of it was, hey, let's keep everything under wraps. But here's my thing: if Whipple's been in football as long as he has, you're telling me you can't watch a Whipple offense on off any
0: other tape? You tell you can't watch Casey Thompson and all the games he played at Texas? Saying, yeah, Northwestern's gonna be mind blown by what they see. Yeah. No, no, come on, right? Yeah, that's true. Because Fitzgerald's—he's a, a good coach. He's a no. hell he's of a, a coach. He's a great so, coach. So. <laughs> It's not like he's gonna yeah, be you want like
1: diversified and 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 put if you're putting four plays and running with four plays the entire
0: spring game. Well, it's an exaggeration, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, silly. it's like it's like it, they're Chubanilla. running they're running run zone left, left, right, run, yeah, run right, yeah. pass to this guy only trick play to get the fans excited out for a second yeah. and distracted.
1: So maybe it's just like it and who who knows? Are they doing it for just the repetitions of the offensive linemen to get them?
3: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what what they're.
3: Well, and here's here's another thing too is, the, and this is a a good question for you, obviously, but like getting reps in with the same group of guys over and over and over again that gets you away from getting false starts and holding penalties and things like that, right? Because you're you guys have been through the reps and working together and how you each play together, whereas the yes. spring game is fifteen different combinations, guys you're moving in, smashed. moving out. You know, it's yeah. like it
1: wasn't like that when we played Bill our spring game. It was like you had your teams. And it, the first half was always pretty aggressive. Like we played like a normal game. I I thought anyway. I don't complete play.
0: opposite. Yeah, from yeah. This, from this year, it was no tackling, and then tackling with the people that are never going to play this year. Right. Yeah. yeah that's not, honestly that's,
1: that's stupid. Because I remember like when, unless I'm like my memory can be like tricky, dude. But that's like true. when we played, like. The only person that couldn't get tackled was a quarterback, right? Yeah. But we played full speed for the at least the first half. I mm-hmm. attended your spring games, and I
3: promise yeah. you that's how it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> different.
2: Now. I, I yeah.
3: will say, and
1: maybe it's the, the the some of the stipulation that they have on the protocol for for hitting or practice. I don't know what.
3: I mean, I, we are thin right now because yeah. of all the energy. I think
1: a injury, lot
2: of it so. was current injury situations. We have we only had seven defense alignment total that were healthy and available for the spring game. Yeah, we had sense. four tight ends total for the spring game. So they couldn't even run two teams. Yeah. They had to run offense versus defense. The defense got points if they stopped them on, you know, a three and out, yeah, they got so points I on know. turnovers and forcing a punt and all that shit. So right. whatever. Scott, it makes sense. Then. Yeah. And this is why we told them, and I want you to validate this. I say this all, I've said this on the last couple of episodes, don't look in the spring game and just think, you know, everything.
0: Cause Everything's gonna change between now and and fall. On a level of the one to ten, how worthless is the spring game? I would say eleven.
1: Like like ten being worthless? Ten being worthless. Oh it's not there's meaning to it, dude. Seven and a half. I would say like three.
2: You say three? Three. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, that's higher than I thought. If we didn't have the spring game, dude, like I would Cause what's what's before the spring game, the bowl game? Yeah, uh, well, we haven't made, made, made one. one. We haven't oh, made one. We made bowl games. <laughs> you we did. Get, yes, you blasted, did, brother. You did. And there was times where if I just if we wouldn't have a spring, if we didn't have something to check into, like right, who knows? Where Playing I would in be.
0: front of sixty, seventy ish thousand.
1: Yeah, you know, the- it was just more the ca- accountability aspect. Like, hey, check in during spring okay. time so that we can. I think that's important too. I love okay. that. Yeah. You're like, well, well, we played in bowl games. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. You, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're you're 100 right. We haven't made a bowl game in five oh, fucking years.
1: So. I didn't play under Frost. Was yeah, a... <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> He's like, I only
0: made bowl games. I mean,
1: we still didn't win uh, like a championship, which is sucks, but
0: we don't I need mean, to rehash all that. Who cares? Gosh, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like, so looking sucks. back, that's dude. been Nebraska football for the past. Yeah how many years? 20 years yeah, who cares dude, come on <laughs> man andrew one, why do you dude? bring these things up
1: because it still <laughs> eats meat dude coach bow you have you met coach Bo, it literally made him like physically <sighs> sick to his stomach when we lost a football game dude
2: okay so we've asked this every time we have somebody on do you have any memorable coach bow stories did he ever rip you, get in your ass? I mean, oh, obviously, oh, all the time. Well, come on. But, like, do you have one either? that sticks
1: out more than any? Like, oh, I always tell one story. Okay, okay. Tell the yeah. one story. So, like, my freshman you know, and I was like the end of my sophomore year, I believe. And I went, dude, I went haywall. Like, I was smoking pot all the time. I like, <laughs> I, my life was just a mess, drinking all the time. And freaking, I had get, gotten an injury. It was like a Liz Frank sprain, not a fracture, a sprain, mm-hmm. and it, they thought it was like a career ender, but Mark, you know, I forget Mark, uh, Mark's last name, uh, physical trainer over there at, at Nebraska. I know
0: Mark Phillip. Um, no. no, Mark, no that Mark, was...
1: Is it Mark Mayer? Maybe that's his last name. Mark. Shout out to Mark. I don't know his name, but his last name, but he's if, awesome. Okay. Awesome dude. He helped me get back, but... I, I was at a point where I just wanted to quit because I was just doing the wrong things. I was smoking weed all the time. I was drinking. I was doing the wrong things mm-hmm. and Mark Mayer, Mark Mayer. Yeah. So Mark Mayer is the physical trainer that was there after my list Frank sprain. He was like, well, it's not bad. We can get you going. And, and I was to the point where I thought they were trying to push me too much um, to where I didn't feel comfortable playing on my foot. And I used that as an excuse for all the screw ups that I had um, throughout that process and just, just transfer. I wanted to transfer. I just wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the the solution in my mind just to quit. So I went to coach Bo. I brought my, my coach, Randy Hubert, um, to the office with coach Bo. Yeah. I brought my high school coach. Cause I was back at home for a while. Um, I was okay. just done. I just tapped out. I wasn't, I wasn't part of the team anymore. Okay. Um, and then coach Bo, we had a meeting with him right before the bowl game. I forget what bowl game it was. It was in San Diego. So whatever bowl game that the was, the Holiday Bowl. I think it was San Diego. I believe. But anyway, we meet and I brought my brother with, and he's we're sitting down, and this is where this is where the bow moment comes in. I said, Coach, I'm transferring. I'm leaving. I'm transferring. Don't have the best relationship with Coach Cotton at the time. Um, you know, you know, doing all the stuff that whatever. You know, the pot, the drinking. Um, just not fully committed to the team. So I just wanted to quit, but I didn't tell him that. I just said, coach, I'm transferring. And he said, um, he just looked at me for like three, four seconds. (laughs) Uh oh. And he just said, excuse my language. He just says, that'll be the worst fucking mistake of your life. He said, do you want to work at a gas station for the rest of your life? That's what he said. Oh no. And we just kind of, my brother coach Huber, we just kind of looked at him and he calmed down a little bit <laughs> but the point that he was trying to make it's like hey do you want to quit like and then he just said like, let me just coach you and i'll be there for you we're gonna get coach G's. gonna chime in a little bit he's gonna help out um just to relieve some pressure off of cotton maybe that'll help and then and that
0: was kind of your boy right garrison Yeah, that was, was my
1: boy right. and coach cotton actually ended up becoming my boy i mean he was a he was he's a good man i mm-hmm, mean i just right. wasn't uh i wasn't developing i wasn't like a rex burkhead dude rex came in and he was a pro was, from was day one ready. juking yeah. people day out one, freshman anyway plano texas baby come on His now. mindset was just yeah. different but yeah yeah i just like and i forget where we're going with we just went off a of tangent. T-
0: well boat. you're gonna work at a gas station until yeah yeah that was a boat moment like hey like
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna work at a gas do you want to work at a gas station for the rest of your life and it was not like a typical. I remember him throwing a chair and him hitting Keith Williams, who was an offensive line, like my freshman <laughs> year, um, during a halftime because he was so pissed off. It wasn't like that bow moment, yeah. But it was a bow moment, like it was a more genuine, beau. like
3: a father figure like a father moment, figure yeah,
1: beau, like hey, dude, like come on, man, like just finish, finish what you started, yeah, I yeah. Mean, and it was, it was a turning moment for me. It's like, oh, this is where his passion comes from,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. So well, and something that you know as fans, we saw Bo screaming on the sidelines, you know, waving his hat at referees and, right. you know, the, this, like, maniac, right? Yeah. But yeah. it seems like every person that we have had on this podcast that has played under Bo Pelini, they have all said the exact same thing, is that they would run through a wall for Bo Pelini, and yeah. they love Bo Pelini, yeah. and they, you guys see a different side of Bo. It's, you know, us versus the world, and right. it's, you know, it's like, it's it's a more, like, like you said, like a father figure relationship rather than what we see from the stands.
1: Yes. Yeah. And no one really knows what's, it's like, it's like a household. I mean, you don't know what's behind the closed door. Exactly. Right? So it's like with Bo, it's like, yeah, he's yelling at us, but he's our, he's like our dad. He would rather yell at us than make us just do whatever we want. And then just, we look like idiots in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean. I would rather have have him yell at me than the latter, you know? Well, who was it that said that like, he's like,
2: so Bo would fucking rip us because we'd go over the same thing. I think it was Josh. It was a Josh. Yeah. And then of course, after you do the same thing, over and over again and you, you make the mistake on yeah. the one thing that he, josh mitchell right yeah it was Josh. yeah shout out to josh mitchell because <laughs> yeah uh josh mitchell said the same thing but any guy that just like kyle said you know any guy that we've had we've had lots of bow guys on here you know they talk about how how much of a a player's coach he was yeah and and that's kind of you just reiterate the same point point. and that's the thing is like we've said this you know off air maybe even on here on air it's like hindsight's 2020 it's like you know, we had both plenty. We lost some games uh, that maybe we probably should have played better in or, or maybe should have won. Right. But now you look at where we're at now with Nebraska football and the program of, of 15 and 29 and oh, going, yeah. you know, and then the Mike Riley era and everything else. It's like,
0: man, don't
2: you wish we yeah. could just say that we could guarantee to win nine games every year? Oh, yeah. Don't, wouldn't you wish to have that? I That's me. I, and yeah. there's going to be people listening right now that are like,
1: no,
0: you know, Bo, Bo was an embarrassment. He was yeah. a stain. Yeah, all that how shit. Many, he,
1: how many years did he coach? eight, eight, eight nine. Years,
2: nine, eight, I thought. Right? Eight or nine. So, how
1: long did it take for Coach Osborne to win his first championship by yeah. himself? It was like 22 was years lot. or something. It was like that. a lot of years. long time. So, dude, like, yeah. we were so close. There's so, there was a couple years. Everybody dude. says that. Everybody that Frost, played for Frost Bo is so close. about how close I'm you guys are. I'm telling were. you, like, yeah, my I senior year, I just remember it. And I just look at, like, I just think. You think of the kids that play like Spencer Long, like Jeremiah Searles, like Brent Qualley. He's still in the NFL. Yeah, a play a Nunwa, like Taylor can, Martinez. It goes like, on. It goes on and on. It, it, it just we were injury plagued. I mean, <laughs> after the Levant, U, I think it was a UCLA uh, game my senior year when when uh, Spencer Long tore his his basically his whole knee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just things happen. But like he had Coach Bo had the culture.
0: It was right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was everything right was there, set. Dude. It was set up. Yeah, it just
0: sucks. We can't unfire Bow, so we, no. can, we shouldn't keep. Well, yeah. yeah, we won't. We won't <laughs> be a dead making
1: horse.
2: Making me very yeah. sad. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Let's shift to what is Andrew doing now? Let's talk about after football. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're doing now. Tell us about what you've done since you left Nebraska. Yeah. to present day.
1: Yeah. So after I got done with college um i didn't know what to do i mean we get i got ran through like i, I majored in ethnic studies dude like what the hell are you gonna do with the next I, ethnic studies degree i think
0: kenny bell did as well or it was it history and then minor in ethics <laughs> i can't
1: remember but it's pointless is the point that now history is very important don't get me wrong yeah um and there's so, certain things that i i love uh, talking about history and bringing up the conversation or politics or whatever avenue you want to go down that not mm. probably not in this day and age no, you not, played not on that scene. scene you played yeah, on that yeah, scene before the, the episode scene, not on this podcast yeah not here. on this podcast but as far as like just i didn't know what to do so like my, my brother is a contractor for fedex and he he owns like they basically pay him and he has his trucks and his employees and they deliver so that's what i did for a couple of years and then decided to go on a mission trip for church because i'm LDS. okay um and then i did that and i quit because i was just following a girl Going back to the the trends, right, of college, like quit, 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 and mm-hmm. then I started the gym uh, with the buddy. I went bankrupt. So that was like twenty four years old. Same same trend. So it was just me trying to figure out life and going back to the conversation of football. It's like, well, what am I passionate about, man? And it's like I'm still trying to figure out that question, but I'm just doing whatever I can along the way. Um, right now, like. Dude, I, I, I sell solar panels. I sell corn and soybeans um, to farmers. I sell insurance. But I'm, sometimes I catch myself doing one more than the other. And some of these guys, like my managers, like adult, my, Matt Dolch was my manager for NK, or or Rod uh, Whitney, he's a great guy. My manager for Agrigold is a company I work for now. Mm-hmm. They say the same thing that like a Coach Cotton says to me. Dude, like, if you're fully committed to just this, yeah, and nothing else. You would absolutely murder it. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. So like right now I'm just in the process of finding myself and throughout that process, like, you know, like whether it's, you know, flipping a house with my buddies, my buddies and I own a, a, a rental property business, um, whether it's, you know, working with kids or connecting with Brandon Kenny. I texted him the other a uh, couple weeks ago. I'm like, I'm ready. Um, I want to start a nonprofit for kids. Good. because there was a there's a a big uh, i think there's a big demand for just mental health clarity yeah i mean just having a sound mind during the pandemic dude like think how many kids have struggled dude. yeah dude the, the, the taking them out of school
2: yeah oh my god absolutely the repercussions of that is just yes
1: crazy yes so i connected with uh doug kittle he's a he's he's my uh, high school coach or a uh, high school principal uh rather and uh Um, They kicked off something with with Emily Hegg, who's the the counselor there, along with Aiden Brophy, um, who's an FBLA kid, there, young kid. Um, And I was one of the speakers with my business partner. And we're thinking about kicking this off like statewide um, and calling it steps and stages um, because we're all going through something in life. Mm -hmm. I love it. I feel like we have to be vulnerable um, and not be afraid to open up about our stories because it's important. So in that, we have a, a, a keynote speaker and then. You just break up into like four different workshops, 45 minute long. And we have like the power of adversity, you know, like what did I go through in my life? You know, like the, the ACT score, yeah. you know, getting into high school or the transition to college when I reverted back to like my, my hood ways of when I was younger, you know, cause I met you know, buddies that were, you know, from the hood or whatever it was, or, you know, like my bankruptcy or, you know, a divorce or whatever it is, you know, like have these kids open up Mm -hmm. and then just have maybe the, the, uh, the power of, of community or the power of habit and then just build, build from there. So that's, that's my plan. That's what I'm working on. And there's, there's a lot of things. There's too many things. So,
3: yeah. Wow. Well, and I mean, sitting here across the table from you and we're having these conversations and you have opened up quite a bit about your, you know, your, your past and, and, you know, like, uh, everything, you know, in your personal life. And, uh, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, like, dude, this sounds like we're having a conversation with like BK or, you know, yeah, we're having yeah. a, like you fit that mold so perfectly to, ha- to help kids or help other people. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It just takes one too. I mean, you, if you take care of one kid and save yes. him from a couple of the trials yes. and tribulations you went through, it yes. pays it for itself. 100%. one kid yeah but imagine you doing that on a bigger scale the 100%. whole state of nebraska i like mm-hmm. 100 i love that i yep. absolutely love that yep. so yeah well
0: Yeah. bk abdul muhammad yeah yeah pj we had on Yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean yeah, yeah. we've had yeah. We've, we've had, had so many too.
2: guys that are trying yeah. to just like help the next generation that's
1: all it's about yes man. because they know they understand and they have a little bit different perspective because they've been through um, I don't want to be cliche and like call it a system, but man, it, it, it definitely is a system. Especially, and I talked to Brandon Kenny about this, and this might be a little touchy for for a lot of people, but you know, like there was a moment in time when I went through college. And I can't speak for anyone else, but it's like, you know, I'm I'm just glad that my my brother was, is an entrepreneur that he is, you know, because I don't know, like, you know, I've, they put in place things to help you out, but sometimes I just felt like I was on an island. Mm-hmm. and i'm sure i'm not the only kid um that felt like that going getting out of college so i mean there's things that just need to be touched up a little bit um and th- it always goes back to your question jerry is like where's the line drawn as far as the accountability from the kid individually mm-hmm. and from the like the academic advisors i love that because there has to be do like if i don't want to get out of bed then yeah i shouldn't have a job right so like that's where that's where we have to find there it's missing I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, there's yeah. a gap there that has to be filled for sure. Yeah.
0: And who's going to fuel them, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Who's exactly. going to light the, yeah. be the you gotta... kick in their pants. Exactly. Yes. Right. All right. Well, Andrew, um, did you, did you want to like share any social media stuff before we sign off? Where can people no, follow bro. you if you want them to follow you? <laughs> no, bro. I'm just pretty straightforward. I mean, I don't, Okay. I mean,
1: A-Rod 6378 on, on Instagram, but other than that, like, yeah, just stay tuned for this nonprofit. It's going to be kicked off like in t- 2023 is our goal. Sweet. Okay. And okay. it's called uh, give to grow as a nonprofit, um, um, sound mind. We, we, it's, it's all like, it's, it's based off of just pondering and meditation. I call it prayer, but so it's a long process of getting, getting this whole thing figured out. Um, but it will, it will be kicked off soon. So just be focused and and, and look forward to, that too, so okay. sweet.
3: Well, I mean, once again, and I, I said this, um, before, but, the university of Nebraska and the fans were lucky to have you as a football player, but in all in all, the state is lucky to have you just to be in the state of Nebraska, doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, these big visions and things like that, that you have, man, it's, it's so awesome to hear and all the other stories that we've heard in this podcast. Um, so no block, no rock is lucky to have you as well.
0: And, uh, we can't thank you enough.
1: Thanks brother. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome thing that you guys are doing too. It's pretty sweet.
0: Thank you, sir, for joining the No Block, No Rock podcast. Let's go. (laughs) Have a good night. Have a good night.
2: (laughs) So you guys know where to find us. We're at nbnrpodcast.com. We're on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know where to find us. We won't finish that spiel.
0: You you go on Twitter at nbnrpodcast. We're posting more and more things. So follow us for great content. Like, subscribe, five-star review us, please. We need it. We need more attention. Let's sign off, guys. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. And Kyle Byers. And as always, GBR.